everybody. Welcome back to American Soldiers Podcast. This is episode two, and today's topic that we will be discussing is premarital sex in the in the hookup culture that we live in today in America. Um, real quick, we have a guest with us today, Grant Billings. Hey. Um, he has his own podcast, Grand Peppy Podcast. Do you want to plug that real quick while we have an opportunity? Yeah. Um, Grand Peppy Podcast is, um, well, was, we just made the changes here recently. We, as an I, I'm the sole producer, <laughs> owner, and Talent. author, and <laughs> host of the Grand Peppy Podcast. Um, in the first, I don't know, 15 or so episodes I did, uh, it's very much interview style. Uh, a lot of people on campus, a lot of people in my friend groups, uh, a couple professors, um, just interviewing them, getting to know their story, how they came to Christ, how they came to Boyce College, Southern Seminary, whatever it is, uh, their calling that Christ has put on their life. Um, but the changes are going to be making it a little bit more topical, not to just piggyback off of you know what you guys do here, but uh, you know just to talk about a lot of things and. Uh, current events, things in the past, nice. things of the church, church history, just Christianity in general, um, and some things of just, you know, history in general. So, yeah. Yeah, we got to be on there not too long ago, um, which was just a lot of fun to sit down and record and and talk about a few things. <clears throat> um, but anyways, so Grant's with us today, and he's going to join us as we talk about premarital sex and just the dangers of that. So Nate, why don't you why don't you kick us off with uh, kind of what we're going to be talking about and where we're going to start? Yeah, so uh, like we said, we're going to be talking about premarital sex. Um, to start us off, we'll start with some statistics. Um, according to a general social survey found between 2014 and 2018, 37 percent of quote fundamentalists say that sex outside of marriage is wrong. So that is very low. That is low. Saying that it is a wrong thing to have. Yes. Um, 41% even said it's not wrong at all. So almost half of everybody that would consider them a, a fundamentalist Christian sees nothing wrong with How does that hit you, Grant, when you hear? It's almost devastating because it just shows the, the lack of, I don't even want to say the lack of knowledge, but at the same time, the lack of knowledge of just, um, reading scripture. <clears throat> I mean, it's coded all over in scripture, the. You know, the covenant between a man and a woman and what that looks like. So it's, it, I mean, it's sad, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to read another statistic here that we found. Um, this was from an article done by the Institute for Family Studies, uh, where's, which is where we found these. And in that same article, they found that never married adults between 2008 and 2018, of those 86% females and 82% of males had at least one sex partner since the age of 18. 57% of males and 65% of females had three or more sexual partners. So Nate, what do you what what comes to mind when you hear numbers like that? It it really looks I mean it's it's completely defiled um, what sex was created for. I think it's become very casual. Mm. As just a, I like you, you like me, we're very attracted to each other, so let's get to it kind of thing. You yeah, know? yeah, and it's it's just become so <clears throat> normalized, and it's it's almost at a place now where if 
you know, you're talking to someone who, who maybe isn't saved or even, mm-hmm. you know, some of the people in these stats and, you know, you're talking, oh, you know, I've been dating this person for X amount of months and it's like, oh, so, you know, if you guys, you know, right. done it and, mm-hmm. you know, you look at me and say, no, we haven't. They almost give you the puzzled look of yeah, like, that's almost you've weird. been together for Why? that long right. and you've not, li- like, come on, like, be real, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. You're lying. Yeah. yeah. And so just hearing stats like that is just, I mean... I'll say it, and if you guys agree, it's 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 discouraging mm-hmm. um, to hear that, you know, people that consider themselves believers and and in the church, um, that forty one percent see nothing at all wrong with premarital sex. Yeah, and it could be a lack of not reading scripture, but it could also be just blatant not doing what Christ calls us to do. Yeah, definitely, and it's. I mean, I'll, I think a lot of it too is having the right leadership to kind of. Um, kind of show that it's it's wrong it's against what scripture mm-hmm. says it's against you know god's word yeah so there's three kind of myths that we're going to walk through and really just kind of debunk and this is where we'll get into our scripture we talked about you know wow are these people in scripture and whatnot um so we'll just give some scriptural references as we walk through these um but the first really kind of myth or lie about premarital sex is the belief that scripture is outdated, yeah. um, that it doesn't doesn't necessarily apply. How does that how does that hit you guys? Yeah, I mean, it, in any topic um, that you fight with the culture with, and you use scripture, they're automatically gonna go with you mean the old white guys that wrote that book, mm. right? And I mean, clearly, we're not gonna go into all this on the statistics of textual criticism and all that, but it's it's the most well kept document mm-hmm. since you know ever ever yeah. yeah but yeah and so the first passage I wanna I wanna read and then we'll kind of talk about it a little bit comes from First Corinthians uh, chapter six verse nine and it says don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit God's kingdom do not be deceived no sexual immoral people idolaters adulterers or males who have sex with males. And so to speak to how that's out of date um, is difficult for me to, to see that because at no point will I ever think that the kingdom of God will be outdated. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the, the scriptures are, are as relevant then as they are now. Or maybe I said that backwards. They're as relevant now as they were then. Right. Yeah, that, yeah, that's right. what I'm looking for. Yeah. And this is this is driving <clears throat> that cultural narrative of, well, we're more evolved now. We're more inclusive. We're more acceptive. Right. Almost as if that's okay and God's going to like... Gonna yeah, you're right. exception now. That, yeah. Yeah. Right. Paul wrote this letter a really long time ago. I've seen how far you guys have come. Like, that's not at all how... <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, well, gonna... that, well, that was just addressed to... That was just for the Corinthians. Yeah. No, like, yeah, this... this is God's word given Absolutely. to them, to us. Absolutely. Uh, Nate, what's the what's the next passage yeah, we got? Yeah, so, so next we got Galatians five nineteen through 21. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. I am warning you about these things, as I warned you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Um, 
I think this is not only speaking of just sexual immorality, but this is this is all signs of our depravity and sin corrupting our minds and our bodies mm-hmm. to we were created to walk with God and follow his commands but our flesh wants to do anything but that right yeah exactly and I mean these, these are all things that are so just relevant in today's culture that all these things have just become so normalized to where it's like oh well you know this is okay now and even being passed in, in laws and everything else it's just like you know, it's 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 almost as if we've just walked away from this as a nation to the point of like, well, these things are all normal now, and if you go against these things or think these things are wrong, you're wrong. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, so moving along, the second lie or myth is um, <clears throat> that somehow having sex produces intimacy. That the only way to grow closer with your significant other is by engaging in sex. And for that, we're going to look at Mark um, chapter 10, 6 through 9. Um, But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Uh, For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, no one can separate. Um, so in my mind, like when I'm reading that, that's obviously, you know, referring back to Genesis one, um, and you know, it's kind of like, okay, well that doesn't really speak to intimacy directly. Um, but really this speaks to the, the spiritual binding that when a man and a woman have sex, the spiritual binding that occurs, um, within that act. Yeah. So it's, it's sealing the covenant that. God laid out in Genesis 1 and 2 of a man and a woman joining together in the in the sight of God under a covenant. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's the design that, that God has made for male. I mean, right in verse 6 right there, at the beginning there. But from the beginning of creation, God mm-hmm. made them male and female, and then jumping even over to verse 9, therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate it. I mean, this is what God has joined together. This is mm-hmm. what he has designed for us as you know human beings right yeah. so it's 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 kind of it's kind of a little clear that this isn't like a a tool that God gives us to kind of like you know oh spend time with your significant other um grow with them but also have sex with them um to create intimacy like nowhere in scripture does God call us to do that in order to create intimacy? Right. Yeah, and another thing, in verse 9, therefore what God has joined together, let no one separate. I think this casual sex culture has also led farther down, and this is why the divorce rate's going up, yeah, especially absolutely. in the church. Because I'm, I'm bored. We've had sex too many times. Let's move on to the next partner. Let's get something fresh. Yeah, right. And that's, and that's breaking covenant. Yeah. And uh, I think that kind of, that's a good segue into the third lie, is uh, <clears throat> how, how we've grown to use sex as a compatibility tool mm. with a partner. Um, like, there's the nervousness of past sexual partners, and, well, what if we don't really connect sexually um, in our relationship? Is, it, is, is a growing concern. Mm. In relationships. Yeah, and I mean, you see a lot of couples um, that will move in together before mm, yeah. being married, and it's like, 
you know, oh, I need to make sure that, you know, we can live together and that, you know, our, you know, the sex life is fine before we get married. You know, I need to know these things. And it's, you know, obviously, I mean, like, like you said, it's, it's the myth. Yeah. And what's one way, um, I'll ask you, Nathan, that um, we can kind of debunk this compatibility tool um, that sex that sex can be? Yeah, so, I mean, clearly there's more to marriage than just sex. Right. I mean, it is, it is what seals the deal, per se. Yep. But just because the sex is good does not mean you're compatible. Right. So you're going to want to have conversations. You're going to want to have to talk about what you want to do, your walk with Christ, all these things. Because, again, sex isn't everything. It's so much more than that. You're going to have kids for, for crying out loud. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to want to make sure that your morals, your standards, your rules align with A, Scripture, but B, with each other. Yeah. Yeah, because then, I mean, if, cause if they don't, and I've seen a lot of um, just people I grew up with, too, I mean, their parents had different um, views when it comes to, I guess, quote-unquote, religion. So then, you know, that child grows up, and it's like, well, I learned this from my mom, this from my dad, yeah. so I don't really believe anything. Yeah. That's why it's so important to be evenly yoked. Yeah. And I think ultimately, too, one reason why we can kind of throw the compatibility out is if we're truly following Scripture to 100%, you should really only have sex with one person, and that being your wife. Right. So that kind of that kind of breaks down the logic of if you're not having multiple sexual partners, there's no comp- there's no there's nothing to compare it to. Yeah. There's nothing, well, with this girl or with this guy, you know, we had this, but with this person I had that. You kind of eliminate that, right. which kind of takes takes this combati- compatibility factor off the table. Yeah. So um, just some other scripture we want to talk about and cover. Um, Grant, do you want to do you want to talk about Ephesians for us? Yeah, yeah. Ephesians uh, chapter five, verse three says, "But sexual immorality." In any impurity or greed should not even be heard of among you as it is proper for saints. I mean, that just kind of ties into everything we've just talked about. You know, sexual immorality and any impurity or greed should not even be heard among you. It shouldn't even exist. It shouldn't be there at all. Yeah. This is what it's, what it's called in our circles is being above reproach. Right. Make sure that there's not even a, well, they might be doing this. I mean, you want to be open. You mm-hmm. want to make sure that there's not even a, a spot of sexual... And let's be honest, as guys, that's going to be very hard. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nah. And I mean, Paul kind of... <clears throat> you know, in Corinthians, he talks about sexual immorality is not going to inherit the kingdom of God. And later in Ephesians, he talks about you should not even... It should not even be heard among you. So, I mean, really on kind of two fronts... You should, there should not be sexual immorality. Right. And so, um, also looking at 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2, verse 22. Flee from youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. So, not only is that a do not engage in sexual immorality. There's a call to flee from it, to run from it, and pursue righteousness. Mm. 
which is quite the opposite of <laughs> pursuing sexual immorality. Yeah, and I think this is... It's he's, ta- he's talking to Timothy, who's a young man. He's basically saying, flee from youthful passion. So it's like, grow up. Yeah. You know, uh, the Bible talks about making a covenant with your eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to discipline yourself because it's the flesh is going to want to overpower. Oh, and yeah, it will absolutely. sometimes. Yeah. But you've you got to fight it. Yeah. And that's that's the hardest part as you're, you know, starting to go into earlier, just as guys. I mean, as guys, that's, I mean, that's something that just the male species is going to deal with. This side of eternity. Yeah, <laughs> for their rest of their natural lives. And it's, I mean, obviously it's no just walk in the park to where it's like, you know, temptation comes and you can just kind of look at it and say, nah, but yeah. but yeah. Exactly, exactly. The call to flee is just like such a strong, in my mind, that's just like such a strong thing. Because like, like you just said, it's not like, a, oh, temptation comes up, wrestle with it, and then hopefully you don't fall in it. Mm-hmm. You're not even supposed to be in a situation to like have Don't this temptation in front it. yeah to even have this temptation in front of turn you turn around and bolt yeah there has to be such a depth for for your love for Christ that you have enough of that love to say no you know like one thing that I've written down is just do I love God enough to say no yeah mm. absolutely that's big and one of the last scriptures um, Nate if you want to share it comes from 1st Thessalonians yeah 1st Thessalonians 4 3 through 4 says for this is God's will, your sanctification, that you keep away from sexual immorality. That each of you knows how to control his own body in holiness and honor. Yeah. And that pretty much just sums up what we just talked about. You know, control yeah. your body. And it is, it's, it's a process of sanctification. And it's probably one of the hardest ones is to learn how to control yourself yeah. and not have those, those thoughts. Because Christ says, if you even look at a woman with lust, that's adultery in your heart. Yeah. And if you aren't looking at your wife like that, even if you're not married, that is supposed to be reserved for your wife. Yeah. Right. And I think I think that's such a huge verse, too, is that even if you look at a woman with lust, mm-hmm. I mean, it's everywhere. Yeah. You open up your phone to any social media app, and it's like there's, you know, some girl wearing just, oh, I'm out Fleming. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Two piece. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, this isn't just like me, like, oh, bashing on <clears throat> girls, but I mean, for guys, too, it's like you got to. You gotta keep your eyes when you're yeah. out in public, but also when you're sitting in the room by yourself, you know, just scrolling through Instagram. That's right. Yeah. And uh, so, just kind of why we wanted to pick this topic um, and talk about it is one, we feel it's super relevant in the hookup culture that exists in America today. Um, but also the. I would say kind of the strength that Paul's in in the New Testament is writing about this. We shared a couple verses, and each one of them touched on sexual immorality. So this isn't something that was a backburner issue. This wasn't something where Paul was like, hey, you guys are doing great and doing good things. The sexual immorality stuff, you really actually, you know, there's really not much to talk about. He's really hitting this again and again. In scripture, yeah. well, you see a lot of the when you see a lot of the like the mainstream pastors, what's the number one downfall? They had an affair. Yeah. So it it's not just what well, affects the the least of us. No, it affects even the big guys. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's a huge, huge issue. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's not just like oh well you know I'm a Christian so so I'm good like I you know, I don't have to worry about that part. It's like no yeah. you have to worry about it <laughs> ten times more a hundred times, times more more yeah. now. 
than you did before. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating fighting yourself. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And we feel the weight of that sin. Um, we just, like you guys were just saying, um, why it's so much more difficult is because as believers, we are aware yeah. of, of sexual immorality, where someone who's a non-believer doesn't necessarily feel that weight because American culture, hookup culture, is so accepted. It's almost even a badge of honor. I remember just, you know, times in the Navy where it's like, wow, you've only been with, like, one girl? Like, you know, it's like almost like this, yeah, like this passage, yeah, like almost like there's this passage to manhood where you have to be with so many girls before it's like... Yeah, what's your count? What's your count? Right. And, uh... And it's just hard as a, as a believer to to carry that weight. Yeah. yeah that's um, and then also I just kind of wanted to dissect a little bit more into sexual immorality and, and some other, what are some other things that come to your mind um, when somebody says sexual immorality? Pornography. Mm. Exactly, yeah. 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 Oh, and it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's such a huge danger because yeah on the one hand we talk a lot about you know staying sexually immoral in terms of you know being with someone or with some ones for that matter right. but i think the the huge <clears throat> one of the biggest underlying issues among christian males is yeah you know right. the struggle with pornography yeah absolutely just like stated before adultery is not just actually doing the physical action it's even thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you look at it, that's... Right. You, oh, broke Ten Commandment. Yeah. I mean, I, I was reading Spurgeon's sermon one time, and he talked about even if the thought of the sin enters your mind, you've sinned. You've mm. sinned, and it's, you know, it's one thing to think and then act, but to think and fest around something like that mm. and to keep that thought around and just toy with it in your yeah. mind, like you are committing sin right, right then and there. Yeah, and just to that, just the thought of it popping in your head is a sin, how much sweeter does that make Christ? Because he didn't, he he lived a perfect life without sin. So that means he never had a bad thought. Yep. He never stopped loving the Lord his God with all his mind, strength, yeah. soul, ever. That's, we can never do that. Right. No. no. And so to just kind of conclude this episode, um, Another kind of biblical reference, because we really want to be strong um, on the Bible with these with these topics that we're going to be discussing. Uh, when Nate and I started this podcast, we wanted to make sure um, that it wasn't just, hey guys, this is just what we think, and we want you to think like us. We really wanted to press the Bible into these issues. And uh, one, one uh, kind of story of the Bible, and I'll let you guys kind of talk about what you think of it, was you know, just Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. So what are, what are some thoughts when you hear about Sodom and Gomorrah? You know, what Ow. was that? What was that culture? <laughs> Yikes. <Ow. laughs> and how close to American culture do you think we are? Honestly, it's probably the exact same. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, like I was saying before, a lot of people think that, you know, no scripture isn't, isn't relevant. And I've, I've heard a lot of people you know, when I've gotten into, I don't want to say debates, but discussions about things like this and sinful nature and just things of this topic, you know, a lot of people say, well, was that Old Testament or New Testament? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which God said it, the Old yeah, Testament or right. Testament? Was that Jesus or was that God? I mean, yeah. Was it the yeah. loving God? Father's kind of a ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, like Nathan just said, I mean, it's 
it's the same. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the same. Yeah. And so we always like to have a little bit of a, a call to action, if you will, quote unquote. Um, and for this episode, I want to use the verse of 2 Timothy um, to flee from youthful passions. Um, and really just kind of, I mean, we're all guys sitting at this table here and going to a Christian, a Bible college. There is such a push for being above reproach. Mm-hmm. At this school. The no vertical rule. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or, wait, stay vertical. Stay yeah. vertical. No Don't horizontal. Go horizontal. Don't go horizontal. I yeah. suck at math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and I mean, even to the degree of, should you even really be alone with a girl? Um in kind of like a private setting, I'm not saying like don't go to lunch with a girl. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> um, but like, should you really be sitting by yourself in some sort of study hall situation with a young lady? Yeah, I uh, I read the book um, Mingling of Souls, Matt yeah. Chandler. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And he, I mean, he covers he covers this entire thing from the beginning to the end of the book, and it's incredible. But one thing he said that really stuck out because I've, I've been in that situation in the past, you know, before I was a believer, but yeah. he says, you know, if you're sitting on the couch and you're, you know, watching a movie at midnight with your significant other, you're putting yourself in That's, very yeah. hot water yeah. from the get-go. Yeah. yeah. I read a book for uh, my ethics class and one of the points was, it was a book on um, love, marriage, divorce, etc. It was like questions and answers. And one of the points was, if the thing you are doing is preparing your body for sex, don't do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, simple as that. If you're putting yourself in the situation to begin with, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. And by no means are any of the three of us perfect gentlemen. (laughs) Um, By no means have we never struggled with these things. Um, And even, you know, we talked a little bit about before being a believer and now being a believer – um, by no means has that ever even stopped. Um, Grant even said it, if if anything, it's even more so now that we struggle with the, the thoughts um, of lust and just in, impure thoughts in our hearts. Um, so really, that's that's really what we wanted to cover um, when we're talking, talking about just kind of the American, the, the hookup culture that we live in. Um, these the one night stands and how acceptable that is, um, how the Bible is relevant, and uh, does anybody? I'll open it up to any kind of final thoughts. Yeah, I mean, we we covered it all. It's it's an ongoing battle, um, and for both men and women, for that matter. I mean, especially when you're in a relationship, and you know, obviously you're you're nearing toward that goal of marriage. Obviously, the temptations are going to continue to build and rise and, you know, hormones running strong and everything else. But, you know, just um, as a male, just being the leader and being a spiritual leader in that relationship and knowing that, you know, that that what you're desiring is wrong in the sense of a dating relationship, but is such a sweet thing once you, you are married and to, you know, keep that keep that focus um, toward marriage um, and not giving into any sort of those temptations or, or what have you. Yeah. So yeah, just um, <clears throat> stay strong. It's hard. It's hard for us. It's hard for everybody. 
So, uh, Grant, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks Appreciate for having you. me. This is everybody, yeah, everybody check out Grand Pappy Podcast. He's also a writer on the Counterculturalist with us. And um, Subtle plug. Subtle plug. <laughs> no shame. We do that here. So, uh, again, thank you, Grant, and thanks for listening.